like a pretty prominent university yeah. too, where there's a lot of really powerful people who get, you know, like just a lot of powerful men. Yeah. And especially like being like naive, a naive college student. Um, but the thing is too, like I have a pretty strong moral compass mm -hmm. and like that's something I'm not okay with. Yeah. And so the second it starts to feel like that, like no relationship is worth, like no business, like no contract to me is worth that. everybody this is our feast and welcome back to another conversation the last one of the year but though it's the last one it is not the least because this individual that I'm about to bring on today's conversation is someone that I've been trying to get on the show for so many years and finally she has decided to come and grace me with her presence. You see, the reality of the matter is that I wanted to be one of the first times she came back to YouTube, and I was excited about her doing content again. But then a couple of months ago, I saw her on someone else's YouTube channel, and I was like, hold on one second, you're about to be on my show first. But you know, I'm not, I'm gonna forgive her for that one because you know it was it was business. <laughs> so I would like to welcome to the show one of my favorite human beings on the planet, the one and only Rebecca Patterson. Rebecca! Woo! I'm here! <laughs> yes! Finally got you here on the show. Yeah. How are you doing today, Rebecca? I'm good. I'm yeah. feeling great. Yeah. It's the second day after like going to like the standard event, yeah. and I woke up feeling pumped, <laughs> ready for this interview to finally make it happen. I love it. I love it. So, my question to you... Mm-hmm. You went to the standards event the last day from as an individual who was at some of our earliest events to now going to the end of your conference. What would you say is your overall experience? Okay, so what I'm going to do yeah. is compare it to the very first event that I oh, went to. Okay. And I, this, this most recent event, yeah. I came on the last day, like yeah. you said. I came in super, super late. But even though I was only there for a couple like hours, yeah. really, just seeing the difference from the very first event to the, this event was incredible. So very first event was a lot of great guys. Yeah. Um, they were kind of shy, not too talkative. Um, of course, like you and Joe were like your amazing selves as well. <laughs> <laughs> And then the crazy thing is, is like that compared to now, like these guys have just grown incredibly. Yeah. Um, one thing I mentioned over there to you, and I'll say it again today, is that it hasn't even been one year since the first event happened. Yeah. And seeing how much everyone has grown financially, spiritually, like physically, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they made some gains, a yeah. couple of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and even most importantly in their confidence. Yeah. It's almost as if five years yeah. have passed. That's real. That That's real. that was like honestly what struck me. And even when I meet um, other people and I, I end up talking about you or the standard, even like telling my little brother, yeah. I'm like, if you want to grow, like yeah. check out the standard. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look at all those five-star reviews. <laughs> I know. It makes me feel warm inside just thinking about I know. it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. There's so much we got to talk about today. Yeah. Because we have so much that, you know, I've been thinking about, I know you've been thinking about content, business, relationships, femininity, all those things. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell a story <laughs> okay. about the first time I met Rebecca. 
And <laughs> and then I'll continue, and I want to lead into my first question. Okay. And so, um, can I tell you you used to work for, or you want me to keep that private? Yeah, yeah, go cool, for cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, we interviewed Devon Franklin in Los Angeles. I interviewed Devon Franklin in Los Angeles. Chris had an event in L.A., so he couldn't come. Mm-hmm. Um, so, after Devon Franklin interviewed, Devon loved it so much. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, my business partner would have loved to be here as well. He said, yo, I'm going to be in Atlanta tomorrow. If you want to do an interview tomorrow, do an interview. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, Chris, Devon's going to be in Atlanta tomorrow. Change flights. We changed our flights, went to Atlanta the next day. Pull up to Atlanta. We come to Devon Franklin's, um, I think he's recording at some like, TV station, something like that. Yeah, um, we're on we, the book tour. Yeah, it was for a live free. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So, so we pull up, and then like, the ladies, okay, just wait at the door, this, that, and the third. And then all of a sudden, like, Somebody just bounces into the into the room like a like, like an Easter bunny. <laughs> an Easter bunny. <laughs> and, I, and and then just and you were so warm and bubbly and gregarious and and like like the way we felt mm-hmm. from like your energy and like your presence, like man, like this feels good. <laughs> you know? And and I and, and I remember after the Devon interview. Connected with you. I know we did that event at Clark Atlanta yeah. or, or Spelman, one of those two places Clark at Clark. Mm-hmm. Connected with you there, you know, stayed in contact. But it was something like about your, your, like your energy that was just like so comforting, relaxing, addicting, like, you know, this concoction of, 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 of an allure. And I remember one day, I was hanging out with Stefan Speaks in, in 2019 and I went to over his house and mm-hmm. I, and like this book was like, Hafiz, come read me. <laughs> yeah. And I picked up the book and it was a way to superior man. And I, mm-hmm. and I opened it and like the first chapter, that was the first time you ever first, uh, first, saw it, heard of it. First time anything. It just, it just called me and uh-huh. I was like, hmm. and I opened to it and everybody knows the story, but the chapter was, um, I be, no, that's that's wrong. It wasn't a chapter. The chapter was, I'm, I keep on confusing with a chapter that I was thinking about. But the chapter was about. It was titled "Choose a Woman Who Chooses You." Mm. I remember reading that, and he was just talking about how it doesn't work because your neediness will create you to become the feminine, and her distancing when she does not into you makes her more masculine, and that creates that creates a unattractive polarity mm-hmm. and it, will, it won't work for all the years of my life I had the paradigm of like you're supposed to make a woman like you mm-hmm. so I was always whether she's into you or not I thought your job as a man is to make a woman like you mm-hmm. so like so seeing that was like it changed everything I, I was like whoa so I read this book and he starts talking about like masculine and feminine energy. Was this the first time you've ever heard about like like really dove into yeah yeah David Data yeah yeah I know yeah wow. so I knew of, I knew about I was always big into masculinity and manhood mm-hmm. but I never knew about this concept of masculine and feminine energy and mm-hmm. sexual polarity and things like that. So I'm reading this book and then I start hearing about femininity, 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 and masculinity. And then and it talks about the energy, and I was like, man, like, the way he's describing it reminded me of that girl I met back then, <laughs> Rebecca. 
And I would always think about that. And then whenever we would have these conversations about femininity, I was like, yo, this is girl, guys. I don't know if you ever get to meet her. <laughs> but man, like, she's a literal, she's the embodiment of what, like, feminine energy, right? Aww. And I remember just telling people stories. I'm like, yo, you got, you got to experience it. I'll never forget. <laughs> you got to experience it. It's like going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and I never forget, I remember you came to the event because I invited you to multiple events. <laughs> yeah. And you, fought, and you pulled up to that one. And then I remember telling, I, I told almost everybody about uh-huh. you. You're like, yo, I was like, that was what I was telling you about. You, know, so yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so, so to me, like in today's world of, I was talking to Anani about this, like mm-hmm. I'm all about, like, I view the life as a number line. Mm-hmm. You have negative five far left, positive five par, far right, zero in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can do whatever you want with that. So let's say, like negative five is like extremely negative, nasty people. Positive five are super helpful, kind hearted people. And zero is most people, which is a mixture of both. Right. Mm-hmm. In today's world with women, it's like almost everybody's seen the negative five. They've seen mm-hmm. this side of it, the negativity, the, the masculine energy, the rude, disrespectful. And that embodies our culture. But nobody's seeing like the positive five. Right. No one's seeing like this embodiment of feminine energy. And so to me, it's just like, yo, like, I said, man, I gotta, like, talk with you. You know, Mm -hmm. I gotta bring this to light because, man, like, I don't think people understand what good is out in this world. Mm -hmm. And, like, when people encounter it, when they experience it, it truly transforms their life. So Mm -hmm. the first question I had for you (laughs) after telling that story is that, do you notice that you're a really feminine person or does that, is it so subconscious you have no idea like what you're doing? Yeah, I'd say for me it's subconscious. Yeah. I, I remember when like masculine and feminine started becoming popular, yeah, yeah. at least like trending, because yeah. I worked in social media, so yeah. I'm like, oh, that's trending, let's take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but really one of the pr- first people to actually mention it to me was you. Oh. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. number one. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I. It's not something I intentionally do. Yeah. Uh. But I'm just. I guess just being myself. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Because you know what's so funny. So many guys ask me. They think like you're doing this intentionally. Mm. You know. You're like. <laughs> Like playing games? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Let me just turn it on. You know, like, yo, man, like, yeah. I'm like, honestly, this is just how she acts. Like, I've seen her in many different environments. <laughs> one environment I haven't seen you, and I need to see you, Mrs. Right. Allen. We'll, call, we'll talk about it. We'll <laughs> yeah. talk about it later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, like, I've, I've, I've seen you in many environments. I'm like, yo, no, this is really how she is. And so I think to some people it's like, is like they feel like you're trying to charm them. Mm. Like you're intentionally trying to charm them and you're intentionally trying to like, not like in a Machiavellian way, but like in a Robert Green art of seduction kind of way. You're trying to kind of like... <laughs> I read that book. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that's why like I was just curious. I was like, yo, is this like subconscious? Like, You know what I would say about that? Yeah. So growing up, I went to a lot of different schools, mm-hmm. um, and I was, I, 
initially, I think I've, I was like a pretty shy person and also a bit self-conscious as a kid. And um, my family moved a lot. So I ended up going to a lot of different schools in Houston, all through California, lived in a lot of different places. And so I early on felt what it was like to be the new kid. Mm -hmm. And it was lonely, didn't feel good. And so that caused me to become really good at making friends and also being a good friend. Mm. So I'm one of those people who, if I walk into a room, the first thing I notice is someone who's alone yeah. or someone who looks like they're feeling uncomfortable or yeah. is shy. And I, I feel it in my spirit and I'm like, let me go talk to them mm, yeah. <laughs> and let me go just introduce myself make them feel comfortable and even in school what I would do if there was a new kid I would make friends with them and then in my mind see okay who can, which friend group can I connect them to to help them feel like they have a place yeah and so with that I think some people have told me like oh like you're charming or you're charismatic and I think it comes from the fact that I really care mm. about people and even the feminine part um, I think that may come from my heart mm. it's really I used to think of it as a bad thing but I'm pretty sensitive mm. <laughs> and I do cry easily yeah. and I if I watch a movie I feel the pain or yeah. if I see someone who's hurting I really feel the pain and I used to see again like as uh, a bad thing because people would say oh you're so sensitive you can't take a joke mm. and like don't make fun of Rebecca she'll cry yeah. <laughs> all those things but then I started to see like as a positive, it's because I can see people's heart and I can empathize with them. Um, and so that may be the part that people like, yeah. because usually if you can be a good friend, then you also attract friends. That's real. So I, I guess I've, I've heard that term used as like an empath. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wonder, because you do a really great job of being Rebecca to everybody. Mm. So I'm thinking about like, yo, if... I'm the nerdy 13-year-old guy in school, and I'm new here. I'm in the corner, and lovely Rebecca bounces down the hallway and talks to me. Like, he's, he hit the <laughs> jackpot. You know what I mean? You're like, yo, I hit the jackpot. So how, how do you balance, like, that you being really kind and being really attractive with guys not always perceiving that you want them? <laughs> hmm. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's actually been a struggle yeah. too because I've um, dated men and then they, they tell me like, oh, like you're so flirty. Like you're flirting with everybody. Yeah. And with that, like I, when it comes to, like, I guess like flirting, like if I'm being friendly, I don't think of being friendly as flirting. Like yeah. if I was like touching someone, like grabbing their arm, like yeah. touching their leg, like I would see it as that or even like overly complimenting them in yeah. just an uncomfortable way. Um, but I, that has caused like some issues with yeah. people that I've like dated in the past. You know what it is? Hmm. It's the mannerisms. Oh, really? Yeah. Like what? Like, <laughs> like like the, the hair or like the, like the laughter or the smiling. Like it's, it's genuine care. Mm. And in the male brain, no woman genuinely cares about you mm. <laughs> unless she's trying to get with you. Mm. So I think, so it's an interesting story. Sorry for cutting you off, but mm. I want to share the interest. I, uh, years ago, years ago, guys, <laughs> I was dating this girl and um, 
I gotta tell this story. <laughs> it's important. She was okay. white. Okay. I wasn't dating her like relationship white, but you know, we were like hanging Talking. out, you know, having fun, you mm-hmm. know, all that good stuff. And so she was a white girl, and I brought around a bunch of my friends from Atlanta. And Atlanta dudes is different than Dallas dudes. Dallas dudes, they love the snow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Atlanta is chocolate. That's all they want in Atlanta is chocolate. Yeah. And so I brought them around and in my in my opinion, like she's like Midwestern white. Mm-hmm. She was Midwestern white. They're like inner like inner city, like like hip black. So the women they're used to is not her. Mm-hmm. Right? They're used to a woman like being very reserved and standoffish, you know, typical Atlanta, like, flashy type chick, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember one time, like, um, somebody had came to fix something in the house. Mm-hmm. And she was just so, like, just, you talking to me, being a nice person. I remember somebody pulled me to the side. I was like, bro, man, like, girl, this girl's trying to smash me tonight. Tonight? Oh, all right. <laughs> And bro, what are you talking about? Like, oh. bro, man, she's like, she's down, bro, for me. Like, mm-hmm. you think that's? I was like, what? What makes you say that? Like, bro, you see the way she was talking to me. I'm like, bro, she's just nice. Yeah. Like, you don't watch you, man. Look at you, man. Like, you gotta be honest, bro. Like, you don't watch you of all people. But <laughs> I gotta be real, like, and so and so. I at that point, I realized I was like, yo, like certain guys because they never experience a woman being nice to them mm-hmm. unless it's a rare occasion that that rare woman was into them they always view somebody who's nice as wanting them especially when you're really nice mm-hmm. and i think you're genuinely really nice from mm-hmm. your spirit so i can see how individuals could do that and then the challenges as we always talk about then a guy dating you will want to crush who you are and you not to be who you feel like on yeah. the inside in order to maybe not fracture his ego because he doesn't want to see his girl laughing at all but his jokes like he, he's the funniest guy on the planet. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that I noticed with you is is that not only are you like this radiant feminine person, but like business wise, absolute. Mm beast mm-hmm. you know like i remember not saying you did this intentionally but like you know you manage a lot of like prominent accounts and i re- remember like you would post a lot of our content mm-hmm. on uh, you know devon's account and i was like yo like you showing love you know but mm-hmm. it's, it's love but it's also business you know what i mean yeah and so like you 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 work social media for major companies and many major influencers so mm-hmm. i see you as somebody who people would be surprised to know, like, she's a very business-savvy person. Like, mm-hmm. we bounce ideas. We've been talking about the standard since the inception. You're bouncing ideas and yeah, sharing things with Yeah, that was, like, me. in Miami, like, right when I checked in, I'm like, so what's your business model? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're bouncing hobby. ideas. And so that's the thing I'm interested in. Because mm-hmm. usually when you find women who are so business-savvy the way you are, mm-hmm. it, it, it removes that femininity. Mm-hmm. But you're, like, to me one of the most feminine humans I've ever met in my life, but you also have this extremely on-point, structured business etiquette. And I'm like, how do you freaking juxtapose those two things? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've never thought about that. It's almost like a, like a dichotomy. Like, yeah. I haven't thought about those two things being polar opposites, but then also, you know, 
may I've been able to like it works for me yeah, obviously yeah, 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 yeah. um I would take that back to when I was younger mm. I grew up like my dad is an entrepreneur and in every sense of the word mm. from I've seen like him starting new businesses to them becoming really successful and just seeing the way his mind works mm. and so it's almost like a puzzle mm. to me or it's like fun it's a game it's not chasing money it's like how can I create the most amount of value that people are actually going to like yeah. and as a result like money comes yeah. um, and then when it comes to like social media marketing I really think that what you're saying about like I guess like my my empathy, mm -hmm. um, it, it really helps me in my job too. Mm. Because I can manage someone's account like Devon Franklin, who has an audience, or like, like you know, like Stefan Speaks, who has an, a certain audience. And my first step when I take on a new client is to learn everything about the audience as possible. Like yeah. what keeps them up at night? What are they Googling on YouTube? What are their pains? What are their fears? Um, what do they care about? Their pain points? And I'm like, okay, how can we, I empathize with them and how can we remedy these pain points and serve them better? And as a result, like it, the content comes out good. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know what? Your audience needs this. Like they're looking for how to find a man after I've been divorced, yeah. you know, and I, I may have pain. And so it's like, okay, let's make a video about that. Mm -hmm. So that, that empathy has helped with that. And then something that I think is super, super important when it comes to like, keeping your softness and your femininity while also being good in business. Um, my drive for like being good in business, especially having like my own agency is so that I have the free time to spend my time like as I please. Yeah, 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 so yeah. like I really like I was like working with, I was working at Paramount Pictures with Devon and it was amazing and great. Love them so much, but I found myself running myself ragged yeah. like I actually and I've, I've never shared this with you before yeah. but I was completely burned out and I was I decided to wake up one morning before work and I was like let me go for a walk to try to get some peace of mind I wasn't sleeping well my hair was kind of falling out and I was at a stop sign about to cross the street on my walk because I like to stay active and for a split second um the thought for me to jump in front of a car mm. came up yeah. because I felt like I was just so overworked mm. and it was mine. It's my fault. Yeah. It's, I got myself there. Um, and for, I was like, Whoa, like Becca, you've never had one of these, these thoughts before mm. something has to change. Yeah. And so I ended up going, kind of going to the drawing board and being like, what about my life is, what about my life needs to change? Mm. And, what I ended up doing was I stepped down from my full-time position and I actually ended a really long relationship, actually an engagement, because mm -hmm. um, I knew that I needed to mentally get myself to a place where I felt good and ended up taking like the summer off, took a break. And what I ended up doing was realizing what I want to do is I've been wanting to have my own agency for a really long time. So let me do that. I've been wanting to travel to Bali and be yeah. a digital nomad yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Let me do that. And I did. I pursued those things. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that I found myself coming back to who I am, like to my essence. Mm -hmm. And as a result, like honestly being way more feminine. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had to control what everyone else had to do. I wasn't being a perfectionist. I wasn't being critical of myself or to other people. And it was because I was giving myself what I needed. Mm. So that was like my rest, 
my morning routine, my time with Jesus in the morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to sleep when I needed to, saying no when I needed to, and protecting my spirit. And as a result, I honestly felt way more feminine. Mm. I had time to do things like I took belly dancing classes, yeah. like I did yoga, like traveled, yeah. and I said no. Mm. Like I said no to a lot of things. Yeah. So that, that honestly, I realized, I was like, you know what? Having my own business allows me um, and being good at business and setting up systems and stuff allows me to have the time that I need to actually live my life and do the things that, that maintain the essence yeah. of who I am. Yo, what's good, everybody? We're going to take a quick pause from this week's amazing episode to talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Guys, Skillshare is a real A1 day one from the roommates, and we absolutely love Skillshare because they are a unique online learning community where men and women can learn all types of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Man, so many men for the past years in the roommates have been learning, have been blossoming, have been transforming from Skillshare because not only do you get the first month free to test it out, but Skillshare has such a vast library of courses, of resources that you guys can be able to tap into today. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates and take advantage of this opportunity. Guys, on the podcast, we meet so many amazing men and women who are so talented, but they didn't get their skills overnight. They had to master these things and Skillshare gives Gives you all the resources that you can be able to master your best self and tap into your full potential. So do not delay. Get on Skillshare today. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates. Trust me, you'll thank us later. And let's get back to this week's episode. No, that's that's really good. I think to me, the uh, I remember hearing somebody explain masculine and feminine energy. Because one of the things I've been working on is that, like, how do you clearly explain it? It's like, how do you explain a feeling, right? How do you explain what sadness feels like, right? Like, so it's hard, it's these, um, I forgot the word, it's like abstract concepts, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody once described masculine and feminine energy like this, I forget who it was, and he said, masculine energy and feminine energy are like, they're, they're, the yin and yang are meant to be one. They're not meant to be at odds with one another. They're meant to function as one. So he said, imagine like the Mona Lisa is this beautiful portrait and it's a combination of masculine and feminine energy. So to have an amazing portrait, you need one of two things. The first thing people don't realize is you need a canvas and you need a frame around the canvas. The canvas is the structure because the structure allows the image to be created within the constraints, right? Mm -hmm. So like I said, if the Mona Lisa was an inch taller, it may not have hit correctly in mm -hmm. regards to the aesthetic beauty of it, or an inch wider. It was the structure of the canvas that allowed that beauty to exist in its best way. So masculinity is like this structure, right? Mm -hmm. But you can have all the structure in the world, but if you don't have the actual painting, right, this free flowing of expression that exists within this structure, mm -hmm. right? Like it's just like it's just like it's dry. It's it's it's, it's nothing. It's, it doesn't give anyone life. It doesn't make you feel anything, right? Yeah. And so what happens is then when you have the structure, you're free to go crazy. 
Once the structure exists, you're free to express yourself in mm. any way possible within that structure. And that's where beauty is created. Mm. Right. And so I realized that like masculine energy, the guy described this, and the masculine, masculine energy and masculinity is like the canvas and femininity is a, is a portrait, mm-hmm. the expression and the structure. And hearing your story is interesting because like when I met you, I, like I said, it was odd because I didn't know how much you were doing. You know, we would talk occasionally, but I didn't know how much you were doing. But I remember probably, when was we, we, we probably reconnected probably what, late, was it 2020? Like when we really reconnected or 20? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something along this like time. In Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we reconnected. <laughs> and I could tell, like, that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that were, day was a day. Yeah, yeah, like, it was like, yo, like, you weren't as bouncing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're you're now, like, you know, kind of hopping, you know? <laughs> you know? I was, like, limping, yeah, like, dragging yeah, my yeah, leg. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, like, what's going on? Like, you don't got to... And what's funny is because very expressive people such as yourself, my mom is very similar, mm-hmm. like, they're like, nothing, 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 I'm like, we all, like, we all can see it, you know yeah. what I mean? Or people who know, know. And, like, you expressing yourself, and I was like, yo, like, the picture is gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're just a blank canvas. Did I kind of tell you what was happening a little bit? Yeah, you told yeah, me. Yeah, you, told me. you told me. You told me exactly what was going on. Yeah. And, and then I knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't, remember I told you that? <laughs> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Yeah, you did. I, I told you it was going to happen, and I can see it. True enough story. I did a podcast a couple of years ago with this with a famous influencer, and she reminded me a lot of you. Mm-hmm. I did, met dude in L.A. And during the episode, I was like, I know what's going to happen. I see your direction. I see what's this, that, and the third. We'll talk about this stuff later. And then everyone got mad at me. My sister called me and said, I was, why would you say that about our relationship? I'm like, I've just seen the pattern. Mm-hmm. I've seen the pattern. And then literally... A couple months later, she posted a YouTube video. I'm single now, and everything that I knew what was happening, she never told me. She explained what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw you, I was like, oh, wow, like, the, the painting is gone. Like, mm-hmm. this free expression of self. And then, so initially it was like, but also it was like the canvas wasn't as tight. There was no structure, right? Mm-hmm. You expanded the structure so much. Mm-hmm. So it was distorted. Like, you had this healthy balance of like being this yoga girl and you know being like this you know morning sun girl and it, uh-huh. and you seem like worked out yeah you know and so it was like so the canvas was like stretched on one end but then there was like then there was no life in mm. it and so the first thing i was like yo you need to start saying no yeah you did and you that know? was so hard for me mm. back then yeah and i don't know if it's a like a woman thing yeah. too to say no, because it's, it's, I, I was talking to someone, they were saying for women, um, like she asked me, when was the last time you felt anger? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get like angry, like mad. And she's like, well, when's the last time you felt like something was unfair? I'm like, oh, well, like yesterday, like so-and-so said something to me and it was so unfair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, a lot of times, like you'll, you'll say, you'll push down your anger and because you want to still be, you want to appease. Yeah. And 
but anger is actually like a pretty powerful thing. Like you can still be angry angry is at a, something. It's, it's a neutral emotion. Most people don't realize that's a neutral emotion. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, I didn't. I never recognized my anger. If someone said something to me, I would dismiss it. And like you kind of talk about like the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like similar, like being like a nice girl versus being someone who's true to yourself. Like as a nice person, like you get walked all over. Mm-hmm. So you can still be friendly and empathetic but still have your boundaries and not let something cross them. And back then, still getting to know myself, I didn't have, I, I was afraid to enforce yeah. certain boundaries because I also like work, like not just with that one client, but even all, every single client, every single like a full-time position I've had in the past, they're, they're very influential, strong, like important people. Mm-hmm. And especially working in Hollywood with numerous different um, people, even in college, um, it was hard for me, yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, 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 that makes absolute perfect sense. So the first thing was like, yo, first things first, because to me, you got to get the order back. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to learn how to say no, right? Like, you got to learn how to say no, say no to this, say no to this, because not, that's why I said, like, when you're that kind-hearted person, people will take advantage of it, mm-hmm. you know? And... And the second thing was like, yo, then you got to start painting again. Mm. You got to do, do what you like, do to, what do. You like to do, yeah. you know? So you got to start with the no, then you got to have a yes, yes summer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then I remember um, you telling me you were about to go to Bali. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, that's kind of crazy. That was, <laughs> my, that was my yes girl you summer. You know, like, yes girl summer, you know? <laughs> it's like, and to the, the premise yeah. behind that, saying yes to everything I've been wanting to do and want to do. Yeah. Which also includes if I want to say no to something, yeah. like if that's my first reaction, then say no. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't yeah. entertain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was like the yes to how you feel mm. is the feminine energy, right? Yeah. It's tapping back into the feminine energy because I think the feminine energy is this free flowing expression of self. Mm-hmm. And that's why they say alcohol is linked to feminine, feminine oh, energy. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, they, like, so basically, alcohol, the spirits, the idea of spirits yeah. is that spirit is like this feminine spirit and that's why you become loose mm. when you just, you know, do whatever you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like you're just like that 18-year-old girl again who's just bouncing off the walls just saying how you feel. Like, it's just free-flowing energy, right? Yeah. Um, and so, to me, I, what I've realized is like that's that healthy balance mm-hmm. um, and it's really exciting seeing that come full circle in your life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because now, like, you're thriving in ways that, like, man, you would be, you would have never imagined you would have been, like, a couple That's years crazy. ago. That's crazy. I feel like a different person from, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. I feel like a completely, like, new Rebecca, like, new woman. Yeah. And it's really because of that. It's like, stop living for what other people want you to do. Stop living for the expectations of others. And the crazy thing is, is that Devon's book, because I had to read it to promote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Live Free, yeah. and it was about expectations yeah. and breaking free of all that. And yeah. I was like... You know what? Maybe I should try this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That's real. <laughs> That's real. So, I, another thing I think about is in a lot of our conversations, the balancing act of you're around, before I even get there, mm-hmm. one thing that I think helps women be successful in business is when they're able to bring both energies into the room Mm. you know and as a man from in my personal opinion for the most part right you have to bring so much masculine energy to determine 
to, to receive respect from other men. Mm. So there's not a lot of space of like this femininity, feeling, kindness, sweetness, caring, gentleness. There's not enough space for that, especially in intense business negotiations. Mm-hmm. And I've always asked, as I said, a woman who can be decisive and all the, you know, things that come with masculine energy, but also bring that femininity into her business. I'm like, yo, like that's, that woman will crush it. And mm-hmm. so I feel like you, by marrying those two things, Mm-hmm. That's what makes you so good, right? Because mm-hmm. there's this warmth to the to this warmth and this um, person personability that makes you feel like you genuinely care mm-hmm. about your clients. But then there's also like a system and structure that makes sure that that their tasks are being uh, achieved. So, how like have you ever thought about like how those two things give you a competitive advantage over your peers? I've thought about, I guess, like. And it's funny because I don't call it femininity. I just call it charisma mm. um, of when, of like being personable. Yeah. Like I know like in business, uh, it helps to be personable and it helps to care about the person that you're talking to, even especially in sales. Yeah. And so I've seen, I know that, but I never thought of it as, a, as femininity. Yeah. So here's why I would define it as femininity. Like, it's a story of the sun and the wind. Have you heard of the story before? Mm-hmm. A man walks down the street in a, in a big winter jacket and the sun and the wind said, let's have a competition. Who can... Oh, the sun, like the sun? Yeah, the sun. Oh, like, like a sun no, no, and no, no, the no, wind? No, 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 no. <laughs> so the sun, like the actual sun and the wind, like they're okay. like personified as mm-hmm. people, right? He said, have a competition. Who can get this guy's jacket off easier? Oh. And the wind was like, I got it. I'm going first. This mm-hmm. is easy. Wind goes. Whoosh, starts blowing on his dude's jacket. And then he blows, he blows. And this dude, the jacket's about to fall off. And then he grabs it. He grabs it really tight. tight and he's holding it with all his might. And the wind is blowing and blowing. And the dude's holding it tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And the wind, after multiple attempts, couldn't do it. And the sun is like, I got this. Mm-hmm. He just shines. He shines, and the heat and the warmth. God, it is hot outside. Takes off his jacket. Mm. So, in business, it's like everyone wants to be the wind, right? To get because the 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 metaphor symbolic to getting someone to do something that you believe is beneficial for you or even for them, right? Mm-hmm. Getting them to do something. Everybody wants to go by force, and there is a time for force, but you can also get things done little bit of sun a little bit of warmth right and so the reason why i call it femininity is because there's like there's a way that you the sun is symbolic to also like the feeling Mm -hmm. right the rays you can't like really see the rays but you can feel the rays right Mm -hmm. you feel the heat so like that feeling that you're able to make people feel as warm as you feel on the inside Mm -hmm. to me is like this is this is way that like women can do it and I, as a preschool teacher, I would see that's what made preschool teachers what they are. They have mm-hmm. that thing mm-hmm. where they radiated this feeling that got people to be around them. And that's mm-hmm. why I personally defined it as feminine energy versus charisma. I feel like you can be a charismatic leader, mm-hmm. but people don't feel like you're warm and caring and mm-hmm. really, um, you know, respect you. But my next follow-up question is, you're an attractive woman who's really sweet, kind, and bubbly, do you 
how do you balance that with people not taking advantage of you and just thinking that you're like, you know, just like some, you know, like some cutie pie toy, you know, that's just not really serious about Yeah, life? it was funny because one time, so, no, I don't tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell that story. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, with that, people, um, one thing I would say is like, let's see. Let's see. Can you ask that in another way? Okay. So, first question is, has, have people tried to take advantage of you? Which obviously is yes. So... <laughs> Obviously. You just said it it was. You just said you were telling a story, but you cut it. No, it's just a funny thing that, yeah. Yeah. So then I guess my question is, what is the, how do you handle that? Yeah. I think a lot of women are, are, I mean, a lot of us, like sometimes we feel afraid to be vulnerable because we feel like someone's going to take advantage of us. Yeah. And I've definitely felt that before. But what I've noticed is that a lot of times like that fear isn't as big as you think it's going to be. Mm. So I, I am a soft person. I am, I'm emotional and I admit like I get my feelings hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. And like sometimes too with my clients, their, the, their audience's concerns and needs like sometimes can make me cry because I'm like, dang, like I feel for them. Yeah. So I am, I am a soft person. I admit it. Yeah. My mom's like a therapist and yeah. she's like, crying is a strength. Like it means you're strong. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the time, mom. <laughs> but, um, so with that, I haven't, I haven't experienced anyone, I guess, like really like trying to take advantage of me. Yeah. Um, maybe my time, like if I'm saying yes, 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 yes a lot. But if I say no, yeah. then that cuts it off. That makes so I sense. feel like that's in my control. That makes sense. What about the balancing act between first is like this idea of like you deal with a lot of high performing men Mm -hmm. and by God's grace, like you deal with very religious, good, moral, like great quality guys. And I haven't always. You haven't (laughs) always, but you know, Mm -hmm. you you do that. But like, as you continue to grow, like you're going to obviously expand your marketing. What? Have you dealt with, like, sometimes when a guy sees a woman like you and it's like, oh, yeah, let's do some business together, but it's really some, like, backdoor type stuff? Have you ever experienced things like that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one thing, like, I went to, like, a pretty prominent university, too, where there's a lot of really powerful people who get, you know, like, just a lot of powerful men. Yeah. And especially, like, being, like, a naive college student, um, but the thing is too, like I have a pretty strong moral compass mm-hmm. and like, that's something I'm not okay with. Yeah. And so the second it starts to feel like that, like no relationship is worth like no business, like no contract to me is worth that because that's my peace of mind. Has anyone ever, you don't have to answer this and we can cut this out. I'm just, we're just talking now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even feel the cameras. Has anyone potentially offer some play for pay type of activities for exchanges of services not overtly okay but there is like like that flirting like oh like i can pick you up in my lambo and like we can go do whatever and then we can talk business Ah, stuff like that okay okay. yeah but not like overtly like if you give me this yeah 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 yeah, 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 like fox news (laughs) (laughs) bombshells yeah yeah Uh, yeah because i i i really wonder that i'm like man like 
I wanted that balance, right? Because the advantage of me being a man, unless I'm like doing business in Atlanta, you know, like it's pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. safe and, and, and sound, but it's like, it's always that thing where it's like, when you're around, especially guys that high up in the social get whatever they want. Who get what to, they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you give me a little bit of this, I'll give you a little bit of that. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's like, and, and you talked about your strong moral compass. Where does that come from? I would say, well, my moral compass, I come from God. Yeah. Um, and then also my family, like yeah. my father instilled and my mother instilled these things in me yeah. too. Also, I just feel like, like what, what, like what is worth it to me? Mm-hmm. Like, I think if I were to exchange something like that, like I can't even think of anything that would be yeah. worth it. Like, Oh, like I'll retire you and your entire family. Like yeah. I'll give you this free trip. Yeah. Like it's not worth it because I can get it myself. Mm-hmm. And I know because emotionally I feel a lot, I wouldn't feel good inside. Mm. And really like when it comes to your peace of mind, your physical health, your relationship with God, like nothing is worth that. Yeah. Especially money or like a ride in a Lambo. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean too, especially too, when you do deal with high profile people and like a guy has like a Lambo or multiple homes or whatever, there's always another person who has the same exact thing, but yeah. who is actually a genuine person who's making a difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like these material things to me, like don't, yeah. don't. Do you think like your dad being an entrepreneur and being a relatively successful man and showing you the good life helped versus a woman who didn't have a dad who was struggling her whole entire life, who never had opportunities, that those pay for play offers are more attractive because they they haven't they don't have that mentality of like I can get it myself like they never had anything themselves right mm-hmm. so do you feel like your dad contributed to a lot of these um strong principles that you currently have yeah when it comes to other women I can't speak yeah, on that because I've never experienced yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. but from my own perspective like my dad has definitely had a yeah huge effect and he's like he's a nice guy he's super cool um but also it's like you don't want to get on his bad side or try to hurt his family or something like that but i remember like in high school it was so funny because (laughs) i was like dating this one guy Mm -hmm. who i thought was so cool because he was like the he i ran track and he was like a sprinter he did hurdles like fastest guy like in our like entire like area like central division and he like showed up and he played football too. Yeah. <laughs> and he showed up at my house one time, like unannounced, yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna take Rebecca out, like, oh, like wow. that. And yeah. I think I was probably like 15 and I heard him come to the door. And my How dad, old was he? He was older. He was, well, he was like probably like a senior. Okay. And I think I was like sophomore. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He like drove like a BMW. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh, so in Lord high school, Jesus. it's like all the things that like, oh, like he's popular and he's fun and he's, and we can have a good time. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he showed up at my house and my dad came and he asked me, he's like, Rebecca, like so-and-so's at the door. Did you invite him over? Yeah. I'm like, no. Like, no, daddy. Like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I already knew. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and and then I hear like, he like walks to the door and I hear like stomping and he's like, can I help you? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just here to pick up Rebecca and this and that so you can go out and yeah. stuff. And then he basically told her like, you don't come unless she calls you. Yeah. And basically gave him like a lecture and, yeah. and sent him on his way. And it's so funny cause that guy went and told everybody, uh, all the dudes like yeah, in the football, yeah. on the football team, Becca's dad is this big 
black dude. <laughs> He's mean. <laughs> I'm like, don't go talk to her. Don't oh, go to her house. Don't oh, do nothing because wow. he's, he's there. He's yeah, present. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because that story, like my dad, he's like probably five, six. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not a big dude. He's yeah. friendly. Everyone loves him. Yeah. But he he's protective. Yeah. You know? And, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I think the... I'm so big on the family. Mm-hmm. I just think so many problems in today's society is solved with the family. I'm dogmatic about it. I have and, a funny story. Oh, go ahead. Share <laughs> I have another it. funny story. Please share. So, with one of there's when I was in school, there was this one uh, prominent person, um, and he was like, "Hey, like maybe we can do some work together." But again, what school? I went to USC. Oh, yeah, USC. Yeah. yeah. I, I was asking high school or college. Oh yeah. College. Uh, yeah. yeah, college. Yeah. So he's like. Again, it was like one of those things where I felt like he was trying to exchange like services in exchange for something else. So I told my dad, I was like, hey, like so-and-so texted me this. What should I say? Because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But he didn't say anything wrong, but I just feel like wrong inside. Yeah, of course, of course. And he was like, oh, like tell him to come back when he has like a Super Bowl ring. (laughs) 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 So I did. And it was like, it was, he's, my dad's giving me good ways to like curve guys without like, being like, no, like you nasty son. Yeah, 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 And yeah. I think what that does is it's a, it's it's an art to learn how to, it's it's an art to not give. Let's see, how do I say this? I know exactly what you're saying. It's an it's an art to deny someone of something that they want, but still be able to maintain a relationship. Yeah. And gain their respect. No, that that is really really good because I think. And this is there's so much layers, you know, so many layers to these conversations. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm um, not being a woman, you know, I shouldn't speak on them, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I thought about that idea of like, you have to deny the action without denying the person. Because when you deny the person, it becomes an insult. Mm-hmm. And though it was an insult to you, them feeling like it's an insult to them is more dangerous than you feeling like it's an insult to you. Mm-hmm. And what I meant by that is like pissing up a man pisses off a woman. Like let's say she smacks him in the face at the worst. Mm-hmm. If you piss off the wrong guy, there's some monstrous, demonically depraved kind of human beings. So for your own safety, you can't just lambast dudes. You know? So I think sometimes like as a I've seen women lambast dudes that like they may or may not have been interested in. Wait, do what? Lambast? Yeah, it's like a word like I think it was a word that describes like cutting someone's head off. Oh. But it's, I was like, is this like a pop culture like word? No, or is no, this no, like no, a this dictionary. Is a, this, is a dic- this is definitely a dictionary <laughs> word. Lambast. You know? Sometimes, you know what's crazy is like sometimes I just say things and I'm just like, holy crap, I remember that word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of times when I hear a new word, I look it up. Mm-hmm. So I always know the meaning. Um, and, yeah. and so I, I remember looking it up one time. I think it's like a, some type of thing where you like cut the top of someone's head off. Mm-hmm. But it's like straight up like, like going in on somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like when a woman does that to a certain kind of guy, it's dangerous, right? So there's a wisdom, especially in the business sense, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, one of my favorite shows, have you ever watched Mad Men? No, it's that marketing one, yeah. right? There's pieces of it. Rebecca, listen, 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 <laughs> Rebecca. I don't watch TV shows. I don't like uh-huh. TV shows because I think, in my opinion, TV shows, they, they're such a full profit model, they're going to keep the show going to make more money and it ruins the quality. 
And it, and then the ending is always the anticlimactic because they should have ended it seasons ago and they stretch them out. Random theory, but it's my feelings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mad Men is about ad agency in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best shows in the world. Like, it's, it's on my list. Everyone I'm tells telling me. you. Everyone tells me about but it. But what I love about Mad Men is that it's nowadays they have disclaimers in, on every episode. It's so politically incorrect because oh. it really embodies the 60s. Mm-hmm. Like the sexism, the misogyny, the homophobia, the, 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 the anti... It's, it's just there. Mm-hmm. And and and, it's, and I think it's such a beautiful picture because it's just like it's, it's humanity. So in Mad Men, there's a girl named Joan Rivers, and Joan, you know, say let's say you know God bless her in one or two areas, and so she works at this ad agency, right? And all the guys want her, and she's this feminine, beautiful person, and she knows this beautiful dance of making them feel like. She appreciates and like likes them without ever making them feel like she can have them. So even when the guys do advances, she always stops the advance instead of like crushing the guy. Because mm-hmm. she realized that I'm a woman in this world. I can't piss off all the guys at this ad agency. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to complain to? Mm-hmm. Men own this world. So she has this delicate dance of like learning how to like real like guys will try things and just easily like just finessing it in a way without like destroying and I think as a woman that's a really important art especially in business because unfortunately sometimes you're still going to have to work with certain clients yeah and if you and if you destroy them they'll make it so hard for you mm-hmm. um and they can you know ruin your reputation your name so I think that's a really interesting that you described that's a yeah I think that's a good thing that I learned from my dad yeah. that I've been able to take into like from working like corporate to now working with my own uh, on my own mm-hmm. is that or even like another good line because like everyone's into like superhero movies yeah. so if a guy's like hey maybe we should like link up or maybe we'd be, we'd be good together it's like oh yeah maybe in the metaverse yeah <laughs> oh, that's a new one <laughs> like you know you're never gonna get to the metaverse yeah, yeah. this specific person that I was telling you about earlier yeah. never gonna get a ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, this is things that can't happen but yeah, yeah. another yeah. thing that helps a lot is if you already have someone that vouches for you that's also powerful yeah I think especially for women who are coming from like straight from college or new in like their industry um is having someone vouch for you so i have a really good friend who's a professional boxer mm-hmm. and we went to his match the other day and he we were around like like his his i guess like his friends his group mm-hmm. of people like on not his entourage but yeah. people that train with him i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were with them and then some other guys and we're all out and having fun yeah. and like the first thing he says is like hey like these two girls like They've been my friends since we were like in seventh grade, so yeah. don't touch them. Yeah, yeah, don't not, even talk to them yours. like that. Yeah. yeah, and because he was like the leader in this group yeah. and he won the, the the fight that night, everyone else was like very respectful yeah. and like, oh, can I grab anything for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that helps a lot. No, that's true. I think that's that's what I've learned. Um, so one of the things, like I think about as well is like this idea of war and friendship. Like, mm-hmm. how to win wars and to build friendships. Like, kind of, like, how to win friends and influence people, but a little bit different. And to me, it's, like, what I've... I thought about this concept of, like, beating up a bully. Mm-hmm. So I said, man, if my kids get bullied, worst case scenario, the guy would never let it happen in Jesus' holy name. Mm-hmm. But if somebody got bullied, how would I tell them to defeat a bully? And I said, well, the reality of defeating a bully is one of three ways. The first way is tell the teacher. Nah, that's they the never best do way. <laughs> Second way to tell dad. I'll go to jail. (laughs) 
third way is to, is to fight the bully, and it's really hard if you not a fighter, right? And the bully, bully is bigger than you because when you're a kid, it's just people are disproportionately bigger than you. The fourth way, I realize, is allies. Mm. I thought about this. Whenever you hear, like, these typical 1990s like, cartoons, there's always, like, this one bully picking on this one nerd and a bunch of his friends. Yeah. And I was like, there's five of you guys, you know? He can only punch, you know, <laughs> two people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you got, what happens, listen, five and one gives you odds working together, right? Mm-hmm. Having an ally. You need to create allies and yeah. create strong allies. And I realized as a woman, your best ally is a moral, ethical, strong man. Mm-hmm. That's a woman's best ally. Because a moral, ethical, strong man will protect you against the bad guys because he's moral, ethical, and strong. Other men hold him to the highest of esteem. He's like the, you know, he's like the benevolent king in every movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sets a culture to be able to make sure that you're safe. So I feel like what, you're, what you describe is that concept of like, yo, that as an ally, as a woman, that moral, ethical, strong man, obviously he's the rarest of the rares, but you know, to be able to build with him that he helps up the culture for the other guys in the community. And so something else I, I wanted to talk to you about is this balance mm-hmm. as a woman with, not, I don't want to use the word settling down, but committing to a partner for life mm-hmm. with myriad of options. And, and let me explain to you what I mean by this. I think sometimes, okay, this is good. I think sometimes in the, um, space of men like there's a lot of um, demonization of female what they call female nature and i think sometimes it's not understood from a different perspective as well right mm-hmm. so and i'll explain it to you and it hopefully makes sense so as a woman such as yourself you meet a lot of different men right because you've been blessed with working in some of the highest places in society, you meet some of the most successful, prominent men, right? So, and then on top of that, you're constantly improving and growing yourself. So like your social circle is expanding and growing. So it becomes something where it's like, man, like there's always a guy who's doing well in life, Mm -hmm. who's going to be interested in me. Mm -hmm. The hard part is like, when do I stop and when is best the best, right? So I thought about it. It's kind of like if you're a person, this sounds bad, but screw it. If you're a person and you're like, okay, I can get a Mercedes Benz, but then all of a sudden, well, you can actually trade that in for a Maserati. Oh, I can trade a Maserati in for a Rolls Royce. Oh, wow. I can trade the Rolls Royce. For McLaren, oh wow! I can like so. It's like there's always something more. So I was just curious. I was like, yo. So as a woman, let's say you met somebody, and they're good, but you know you can do great, right? But you don't want to play that game for too long, right? Mm-hmm. Because eventually you might overlook something good that could have eventually been great. So how do you balance the? When you have so many options coming in, how do you balance saying, you know what, I'm going to stop here, 
even though good or better could be out there, versus constantly playing that game for the rest of your life, which you, in my opinion, you could easily play. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun playing yeah. that game forever. Yeah, it's not, like, not um, like a game, but like mm-hmm. the idea of like, let's say you're dating a guy and he's doing okay, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I like him a lot. He's he can one day get to where I want him to be, want want him to be, and then maybe a couple months later, you meet a guy who's, who's already dead. there. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, what do you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, so for, let me think. Hmm. That idea of there or someone who's already there, it can mean a lot of different things. Like when you're first saying it to me, it, I think of like there, we think of like success financially and maybe he has like business and a house and all these McLaren like all these cool things uh when it comes to a relationship for me some of the things that I'm looking for like that is important and I've heard a lot of women say like it's not how much money he makes it's like it's his drive (laughs) and like that the stability to me is very important um but then there's also like someone, another thing that's important to me is someone who is empathetic with my feelings. Because yeah. a guy who's like super masculine all the time and he'll say something to me that's like masculine, like hurts my feelings and he's like, why are you crying? Yeah. Like that's not okay for me yeah. to live long, like to marry this man. Yeah. So someone who's like, being, who's able to also be soft and empathetic, um, having a good time together is huge for me, being able to laugh and be best friends. Mm-hmm is huge because I want to enjoy like who I'm with um, ability to acknowledge their wrongs or ask for forgiveness or even not playing victim but taking responsibility is huge so a lot of those intangibles are important to me now that I've really thought more about what I want in a partner because when you're younger it's like oh cool status and he's fun to be around like let's do this thing but now that I'm thinking about like starting a family and like all of that, I see those things as important too. Mm-hmm. Also like their relationship with God yeah. is really big. Cause usually like a man who, who loves God and has a spiritual connection is someone who is, it is, he holds himself to a different standard yeah. and whether I'm in the picture or not, he's still improving. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's important. That's really important yeah. to me. So, with those things, right? There's always like, I'm thinking of a, a law of average in the way where it's like, let's say you have five things. You said like, there's a stability, ranking, there's be able to handle your emotional sensitivity, ranking, you have a relationship with God, ranking, um, his funness, ranking. Mm-hmm. And, and his goals for the future, how yeah. he wants to live yeah. his life. Does it align with mine? Yeah, like you say, like all his rankings, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, with all those rankings, there's different numbers, right? Mm-hmm. There may be a guy who's like really high on the godliness, but they might not be as high with the stability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, what is that process in your brain as a woman? Because what I found, I remember hearing somebody <laughs> describe it as like, Women like have like a build a husband philosophy, right? Like they'll mm-hmm. date like ten guys. Like, wow, he was really stable, 
Oh, he was really mostly healthy. Oh, man, he loved God. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, he was very driven. All right, he was very cute. I want this, 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 this. You know? So how do you balance as a person who obviously wants marriage and family, as a person who meets a lot of people who are in the highest, like, like you meet some of the, Top emotional health guys, top spiritual yeah. guys, top financial guys, top physical fitness. How do you not create this Frankenstein like monster for like an ideal I guy know, that may, may not exist? We're balancing what is normal. Right. Yeah. So the people that I do work with, like you saying, these top tier men, yeah. I see them as like freaks of nature. Yeah. <laughs> they're like the you know like the, the the cream of the crop, yeah, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. great. Yeah. Um. And then I guess when it comes to guys that I date, one thing that I really try to do, and this is more recently, like after having what I was telling you about of this, like after having my Yes Girls summer and all that, realizing how important it is for me to be accepted as who I am in this moment and for someone to not try to change me. And so what I decided to do was make an effort to, when I do date someone or link with someone, if they stay like this, and they don't get if they don't get a better relationship with God, or if they don't make more money, or if yeah. they don't drive a better car, whatever, am I okay yeah. with who they are and their, their essence as a person? Mm-hmm. If they had less money or if they had more money, am I okay with that? Yeah. Because that's something that I one isn't going to change, and I wouldn't want to feel like I, I have to change my husband because I don't want to be like a nagging yeah. woman or nagging wife because I hate when people nag me. Or try to change me or put put pressure on me like, oh, well, you could have done that better. Or why don't you clean up more or do this more or do that more and stuff. That's, that. that's, that's <laughs> draining. And so I, I wouldn't want to put that on someone. So I try. Like I try when I do date someone. I, I, I'm like, okay, well, would I be, am I okay with the essence of who they are? I think to me, depending on a man's ego, um, I view the more successful the guy is, the more fragile the ego is at times. Um, you describe those men as freaks of nature. I think what could be hurtful is hearing that and then him asking you honestly, am I a freak of nature? Um. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, mm. you want me to be honest or what? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the part I thought about. I was just like, man, it's just like. I think it's guys like, I feel like guys like those things. Like, oh, he's a savage. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, like women, like if someone called me a freak of nature, it's like, or a savage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. savage is kind of a good thing. But. Yeah. I wonder in my brain, I was like, man, so like, how would a guy receive that? Mm-hmm. When it's like, yo, like, man, he's, the, he's that guy, man. He's like a one of a kind. Cause it, cause, cause the hardest part is, she's is like, don't tell her not to say it. Okay, she doesn't, she won't say it, but mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. Like she's just speaking the truth. Like obviously it's wisdom attacks and wisdom is not, but it's like you speaking the truth. And so, that's the part where you know we, you're not always talking. I was like, man, like, I feel like a guy who wants to be with you, long term, happily, has to want to be, if not be a freak of nature. 
Maybe I can describe like freak of nature. Cause I, I can describe that for like seeing like top tier, like men and women yeah. seeing like their work ethic. Yeah. That is what That's I what see I mean. as like I'm a freak of nature. Cause like some people, they don't like, maybe you're probably like one of those people yeah. <laughs> like, is like constantly working, like, like up late and then up, staying up late, waking up early, like knocking out cause you're so passionate about this thing, this, what you're building. And so when I see like other people who are like, especially people in the public eye, for example, who have reached like that kind of st public status or like elite, like professional, like football players, basketball players, like they put so much out, so many hours into their craft that like, to me, that is like, that is like a freak of nature. And, that, and, and to me, it's the work ethic. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's like, not everyone who's successful works really hard. Hmm. But everybody who works really hard will one day be successful. Does it make sense? Like everyone who's successful mm -hmm. doesn't mean they work really hard. Some people are like born born that way. Just, I remember like teammates mm -hmm. who literally came to practice drunk and hot. Oh, do a good job. <laughs> you know, like they, yeah. they, they get they're functioning alcoholics. Like they, I remember there was this kid and his name was Joel in eighth grade. Would never study, mm -hmm. never study for tests. Show up, ace. Mm -hmm. In class, he was doodling. What's this, Joe? Um, blah, 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 blah. Never worked hard, mm -hmm. but he got the success, right? Mm -hmm. But so to me, I think that's what makes a guy great. If you if you have those intangibles, right? Like this relentlessness. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing that if I was to describe what attracts women to high-performing men is that relentlessness, you know? Because I think there's something like subconscious in women that like, if he's relentless in this space to make sure it's doing well, he's definitely going to be this way with our family, right? He's definitely going to make sure we're all mm -hmm. safe and sound and comfortable and happy and healthy and this, that, and the third. And so I think that's one of the challenges I, I've, I've noticed. Um, but I think what I like the most that you've done, which mm -hmm. happens only with maturity, is that women don't compare men to finished product, young men to finished products. That's actually another big thing because yeah. a lot of the men that I like, it's like they're like late 20s, like early 30s is yeah. like the people I like talk to. But then a lot of the people that I work with are like 40s yeah. and like I'm, I just like haven't been attracted like <laughs> to yeah. that too at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. also they're also attracted to another type of woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, I, and, I, and that, but I think the challenge at times is that mm -hmm. when you're a woman who's, I knew a girl who's like, because it's interesting because you have two types of women, you have, generally speaking, uh -huh. told me always add that. Yeah. Generally speaking, <laughs> two types of women, like ones who like the youthful looking guys, like the mm -hmm. Abercrombie and Fitch, like chisel type model, I feel like you're not kind of in that area a little bit. <laughs> How do you know? You yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, Abercrombie model. <laughs> and there's women who like that like rugged, older man type look, you know? Uh -huh. Um what was that face? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know what I like. Yeah. And, and so like it's like those two looks. So like when a woman's attracted to more of the youthful uh -huh. looking guy, 
he also is not gonna be. He's a he's in his twenties. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna be that in his forties. And I thought about this concept. Of the only thing bad about a woman with a great dad. Mm-hmm. Is that she compares you to who he is at fifty, not who he was at twenty? That yeah, that's something that you have to. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. I, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> yeah. That is. It's like thinking back. I was thinking about that this morning, yeah. like thinking of like, yeah, my dad's this great dad, but then thinking to okay, him being a dad to my little sister compared to when I was my sister's age is so different. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, your dad was so strict on you back in the day. Yeah. And he was what I was like eight years younger than who he is, how old he is now. Yeah. Versus when he was a teenager, like very different yeah. from the stories I've heard. Yeah. So it's, yeah, no. that's so true. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing I've realized. So, cause then there's that pressure that men can't meet. And then women will try to like force them and control them to becoming that guy mm. versus allowing them the way a caterpillar becomes a butterfly to go through their own metamorphosis and their own journey to become that man. Yeah. I mean, what I think, for me, what's given me peace of mind in with this topic and dating and stuff, because I do take it seriously. Like I do want a husband and I do want children and stuff like with kids, like not right now in this moment, going to say that so it doesn't happen, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I do want that. And so like the thing I have thought about is, is, let's see, how do I phrase this? For me to have peace of mind is for me to trust God's process and in doing so like really my focus me focusing on myself and how I can become the best version of Rebecca and even like seeing my faults and trying to like work on them and correct them do like therapy heal like my hormones like become the best version of me and continue strengthening my relationship with God and as a result like I feel like I believe that I will attract like what is meant for me and even if it's someone who maybe by like first glance everyone's like that's the guy that you're with like I pictured you with someone totally different um like well you know like this feels good like it doesn't I don't have issues in my spirit with this and so let's see how it goes and I don't I'm gonna try my best to not try to change him like I don't want to change uh someone I don't want someone to feel the pressure of oh, my girlfriend thinks I'm never good enough or my wife thinks I'm not good enough yeah. or she's comparing me to, like, these other guys, the men at the standard yeah. <laughs> or, like, the, the guys that she works with yeah. on her business trips and stuff. And, uh, yeah, and that, that to me, like, has helped because it's realizing you can't control anyone. You don't own anyone. Yeah. Even, like, with a relationship, like, your guy, your man is, may find other women attractive. Like, you may find other guys attractive, you know, and, and you're choosing to be together. But when it comes to like, I'm going to like check his phone, check his social media, like this and that, like that is just for me, like for peace of mind, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, I think I think you have a really mature way of viewing it, because I think the the beauty is that you're you're ready to receive who fits your life. You're not married to a number, a height, a color like you're ma- you're married to the idea of what best makes you happy and will best lead to your living a purpose-filled life and i think that's yeah. a maturity where a lot of women who are around high-performing guys they get so caught up with the high-performing success numbers x y and z they can't even appreciate the other guy who's probably a better fit for her mm-hmm. off who connects with her better versus the guy who just fits all, checks off all the boxes and so one thing i'm really excited yeah. also with you about is I do have 
something to say because I was I was with a guy like who did check all the boxes yeah. and at the same time not saying every guy who checks the boxes are like this but there was like something missing and it was like an intangible yeah. thing that yeah. ended up kind of exactly you no know, and I think that's and that and being mature enough to realize that I think is what really helps create healthier relationships in today's society mm -hmm. so now I really appreciate you sharing that um, but one of the things that I'm really excited about as well as your return to YouTube. Yeah, yeah coming back to YouTube, yeah, baby. So, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I think when, when I first met you, you had a YouTube channel. You did a little popular video about, you know, not going to sing alone. Yeah. And the third. So, like, tell people about, like, your YouTube channel, what you're going to be talking about, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, basically, if you guys want to find me on YouTube, I'm at Rebecca Eloisa. I'm sure you'll link it in the description below. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, it's chronicling my journey as an entrepreneur and a digital nomad. So if you don't know what a digital nomad is, it's someone who has location and time freedom because they work for themselves or they have a remote job. So basically I'm going to be going to Bali next month. Oh really? You're yeah, going I'm going back. I'll be in Southeast Asia for about five months. And oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a long time. <laughs> and I will be working from my computer and connecting with a lot of really cool travel influencers. Um, so yeah, so if anyone who has maybe experienced working from home and now they're back in the office, but they want to make that leap to escape the nine to five, like definitely follow me on YouTube at Rebecca Eloisa. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, that is, I literally didn't know that first time hearing this, but, uh, no, Surprise. so it's going to be like a vlog style channel and all that stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a mix. It's going to be vlog and then also sit down Okay, cool. videos. Okay, yeah. So, listen, I think to me. The, the, you, you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the beauty of the standard has been the growth from your, the first day you experienced it to what you experienced this weekend. Yeah. And to me, I think it's symbolic to the beauty of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like the level of growth, um, like true hero's arc, right? Mm -hmm. Young, vibrant, passionate person who has this mission is going on this journey this obstacle comes in his way to knock him and turn from mm -hmm. his path it's seeming like all hope is lost and and at the precipice of destruction all of a sudden a silver lining is shown the hero climbs out of the hole mm -hmm. progresses and that journey that arc is that exact process that led them to become the successful person that they were at the end of the story so mm -hmm. to me the story is just beginning yeah. Um, but I think the uh, the prologue was pretty good. <laughs> and, um, I'm really excited about that growth, and I think everyone should be encouraged by this episode, men and women alike, um, because I think you're a really great light in society, and I think your story is really impactful. I think it's gonna be really exciting to see you travel the world and you know do do your do your <laughs> thing. And I think um, the people who subscribe to your channel, which should be everybody, will get a lot of <laughs> benefit from you. So thank you so much for being Yeah, here. thanks, Afiz, for having me. We uh, finally made it happen. Of course, of course, we made it happen. Hey. Guys. So, <laughs> now we get down here at the, on the channel, guys, reach out to Rebecca. Let her know we're, um, what about this episode stood out to her. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. The link is going to be in the description below. Thank you guys so much. My name is Rebecca. And I'm Rebecca Eloisa. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And